Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From Los Angeles, the Big Apple, we are coming to you live 24-7. And I'm Dave Nassani on the Caregiver Dave Show with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg. And she looks so pretty today. She always looks pretty, but she looks extra pretty today. And we are on, we are so proud to be on so many different platforms uh, iTunes, YouTube, uh, Spreaker, SoundCloud, about 25 of them. <laughs> and and we are I, I don't have my script today, so I'm just going by memory, which is very dangerous. <laughs> well, don't worry. Just say don't worry. I've done it a million times. It's up here in my brain somewhere. And today we are so excited to have a wonderful guest on, Audrey Bond. What interests me in Audrey is that she has this app for caregivers that I when I read about it, I said, Oh, I want one. And so I, I knew I had to have her on the show. She she wrote a couple of blogs that I'm going to put on uh, our website and our, our Facebook page. So let's just get straight to the chase since we're so late here. Audrey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Cool. I love it when they're thrilled to be here, aren't don't you, Adrian? Yeah. And let me just say, we like to ask our guests, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself because I don't have my notes in front of me. But um, who is Audrey Bond, and why did God put her on this green earth? Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can do that. We'll get to the what Audrey does later. Who am I? Yes, we're talking um, about who am you, not what are you doing. I am, I am a mother. Ah. I am a daughter. I'm a caregiver. I am stubborn. <laughs> I am a lover <laughs> of food um, that does things like that in excess. I am, yeah, I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a caregiver. I was put on this earth to help people, to share my experiences with them, um, and hopefully to make things a little bit lighter and easier for everybody. Friends, family, strangers. That's a good mission. Well, I found your bio, so let me just tell people about you so you don't have to do it. Audrey <laughs> Bond has been an entrepreneur for over 25 years, so we have that in common. And for the last two years, she's been obsessed with building a solution to a personal problem she had, which turned out to be a fairly universal problem. See, as a caregiver, Adrian, she's like all of us. She wants to try to make it easy. And then when she says, wow, this really works, she wants to share it with the world to other right. caregivers. So as a single mother and the daughter of a disabled aging parents, uh, two, two, I assume, uh, she was stressed, disorganized, and overburdened. Gosh, does that sound, excuse me, familiar? <laughs> with information and schedules, she wanted to secure location to communicate, and an easy way to store and share important information. And her mission is to help families and caregivers stay organized and connected, alleviate st stress. I've got the hiccups here, excuse me. <laughs> and give people back control of their data by building an end-to-end -end encrypted organizational and communication platform. See, that's what I read, and it's wow. called Vault. So let's start with, yeah, wow. You want one too, Adrian? Well, you're not a caregiver anymore. <laughs> and so um, you talk about Vault, and what is that? What is Vault? What is Vault? That. So Vault is, it is a platform. It's an app. It's a tool. Um, and it was, I built it, I didn't build it myself, but we built it um, to solve a problem that I had, that I looked around and I saw so many other people having the same problem. And I, I didn't have any, 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 I couldn't find a solution. I couldn't find uh -huh. the help that I needed. Um, it started out about 10 years ago when I was going through a divorce and I was the, um, the, 
the single kind of caregiver for my daughter at that point. Um, mm -hmm. I my thought her father was involved, but not as much as 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 it as it, you know could have been and should have been back then. But I still wanted to relay the information to him so that he could be connected and up to date and understand what was going on in my daughter's life. So, um, at that point, I said I wished I had a centralized platform that I could share this information, my daughter's appointments, my daughter's any care, uh, vaccinations, prescriptions, school updates, uh, health updates, doctor's appointments. And I wanted to be able to share that with my ex-husband, but, but we couldn't. We didn't have this, 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 this location, so we were disconnected. And then a few years later, um, I became the primary caregiver for my parents. And now I'm selling their house. I'm uh, you know, taking care of all of their care. I'm scheduling people to take my father to appointments. Wow. I'm scheduling my brother to take my, my father to appointments and then hoping he's gonna come back and give me the information. I'm looking after all their prescriptions, their medical insurance, their life insurance. I'm looking after all of it. And I was really stressed out. I was looking after my daughter. I was looking mm -hmm. after my aging parents with their, and as you know, as you know, somebody that is disabled, you know, um, or aging, quite often you'll have, you know, seven or eight or 10 different specialists looking after each and every problem. Um, and it was, it just felt chaotic and I was stressed out. I was overburdened, but again, I looked around and there were so many people going through the same thing. And I thought I, I've got to do something about this. You know, I, there's got to be a better way because back mm -hmm. in the day, you know, people were using you know, email or text, but things got lost. Um, and there were solutions out there. There were some organizational apps that were for like to-do lists or there was Dropbox, but, but, um, um, nothing, nothing was encrypted, right? So the, your data was being mined. Um, mm. They were with ads, and I just felt that you know I would like to have a place that I could put this personal information that I that I could share it with who I wanted to, um, and, but I wouldn't have to worry about anybody else seeing it. So I can, for instance, with Vault, V A U L T T, with two T's. Um, I can put my daughter's information in there and I can share that with my ex-husband so he can have access to that. I can also store my parents' information, all their and, and tasks and schedules and prescriptions, um, their power of attorney forms, their wills, and I can share that with my brother, but he wouldn't access my daughter's information. So I can choose who I want to share the information with and what they'll see. I can even share it with a lawyer. I can have my lawyer come and drop in a will or power attorney forms. Um, medical professionals, we're actually building out right now, um, uh, we're potentially working with a, a large pharmaceutical company and we're building out a, a medical passport. So it'll compile all of that care information that we've put in there and then it basically generates a PDF so that if your loved one has to go to the hospital for emergency, maybe you're not with them, um, because you've got a, there's a high percentage of people that are uh, taking care of their their families from from afar. If they have to go to an urgent care or emergency, you can actually send that information over to the hospital. If, or can you print it out and take it with them? But if you can't be there, that information can actually get to that urgent care, so they right away know exactly the medical history, what prescriptions they're on, what they should know about it. Because if you ask my dad, if my dad is brought to emerge, which happens yeah. a lot, they're like, they're like, Mr. Heffel, how are you feeling? I feel great. <laughs> is there any problems? No, everything's great. How are you sleeping? Sleep fantastic. Do you have any back pain? <laughs> right? My dad is dementia. <laughs> so it's important that they understand, you know, that he has a catheter, that he has congestive heart failure, that he has scoliosis, that he, you know, and, and the care and whether he's had strokes and what his history is. And so that is going to help prevent a lot of issues when 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 they're they're brought in when they're during the intake process. So basically, we're providing an all-in-one organizational app for caregivers and families to help them securely store and share all that information and and help give them peace of mind. Wow. So um, I might have missed it, but did you invent? fault or was there and you discovered it and no it's mine um it was my baby wow. born out of frustration i so like to say because I, <laughs> I was gonna say was, are, are you technical like that i mean you're like uh you can just a, invent an app well i didn't Not, do the coding so i've got there's some genius developers that have that have partnered with me that have actually done the coding but um i've always been i mean i've been an entrepreneur all my life but i just i've had a million ideas in the past um but this yeah. one i did we all do, right? We've got a oh, what a this is a great. I have another great business idea. I've had millions. Well, how did you get investors? Because this thing costs money, doesn't it? Yeah, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> um, <laughs> so either you're independently wealthy, or you manage to talk people into saying, "Hey, maybe we can make money on this," or whatever. Yeah, I was I was a self-employed photographer. I mean, I had staff, but I was a professional photographer for 25 years. So I was not, and a single mom. I was not independently wealthy. 
Um, but I came up with this idea, um, again, 10 years ago, I actually had this idea and it was more family centric. It, we hadn't really gotten towards the aging parents part of it yet. And I had, um, I worked hard, I had a successful business and, um, I had members sitting down with some of the parents of my, um, at my daughter's school and talking about my frustration, how I wanted to build this hub. This was 10 years ago. Um, and I, I wanted to build this and they said, well, I have friends that are developers. Let me hook you up with them. And so I was talking oh. with them and. We did. We started doing market research. We started talking and doing consultations and seeing if there was interest. And it turns out everybody I talked to, whether they didn't have to be divorced, they could have just been or caregivers or aging parents. Everybody seemed to have the same problem. You know, if you ask them, um, do you have if do you know what your passport number is? Like, you know, and if you lost it, would you have access to it, right? Or social insurance number, or health insurance, or home insurance, or that power of attorney form that you need. You know, can you access it? Everybody's like, yeah, it's on my desk, or no, I can't. So. Um, we we started working on this 10 years ago but to be honest um as a as a single mother to my daughter who is who's i guess she would have been seven at the time six seven at the time i just it, it the timing wasn't right like she needed all of me in order to build this that i wanted to build that also needed all of me um, and i needed to work i needed to work and make it make a living so i couldn't do it full time and my daughter it was again she was an only child single mother she needed me to be with her as much as possible and my parents needed me as well so i put that dream of mine on on a rack and put it away and i regretted it every single day and it was this dark cloud that followed me around every day until about two years ago i ended up bumping into that developer um from back then and he asked me whatever happened to vault and long story short you know he asked me we, we looked to see if anybody had come up with you know an equally amazing solution was it out there no it wasn't were there people still looking for it yes they were I, he asked if i think thought i could do it and i'm like yeah you know my daughter's you know at that time she was 15. um i'm like you know i don't want to regret this any longer you know, and yeah. this is how people get the opportunity again to come back at me like I did. So I thought, you know what, if I don't try, I will regret it for the rest of my life. Yes. What you said, you know, one of the things that pe people always tell me to write a book. If I want publicity <laughs> and I've said, I don't need to write a book. The web, the website is a story in itself. And I, there are so many books out there that will let you do all the things that you've put on this app, but you can't share that with anyone. So what you've done is made that possible. And that to me is, you know, like when I was caring for my husband and his brother was in Texas, I was caring for my husband and his mother and the, the son, other son was in Texas. It, he didn't know anything. <laughs> That's the and he was to write This would be a great else. thing to be on Shark Tank, you know, and, and uh, it, it's, but you have an investor who, who invested the money in there and, and you, you have partners, right? We have a number of investors. I am a single founder, a single lonely wow, founder. Wow, you truly are an entrepreneur because finding <laughs> investors is the hardest thing for an entrepreneur to do. Very hard. The men Very from the good. boys, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for um, you. Yeah, no, fortunate. Um, and, you know, we, we were able to raise enough money to continue to do our market research, to do our branding, um, to, really? build out, to build out the iOS version, which is available in the App Store. And uh, now we're going back and, and raising is, more money. And it, it is mom safe, quote unquote. It's it's you military make sure, safe. You make sure <laughs> it's safe. Our data, because yeah. we're putting all our information there. You know, there's these little apps that that save your passwords, and I'm always afraid. It says, just give us all your passwords. I got like 35 yeah. passwords. I don't know. And I'm afraid to do that because you're just putting all your eggs in one basket. If somebody ever hacks right. that, you're dead. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that, I mean, I'm not, I haven't done a ton of research on, on those, those apps, but they are pretty good. I believe they use similar encryption methods that we do. You know, our, our the way that we've built out Vault is that we're actually safer than your mobile banking app so that we can't even see your information as a company. It's so encrypted that even we can't see it. So if I wanted to go and, and go and check and see if my ex-husband had a Vault subscription and I wanted to see, you know, what he had in, I couldn't, I can't access it, so. But I mean, companies like Asperian are, are hacked and all of
Varian from there. Don't they have the latest encryption? You would think a company like them. I, but I mean, where data? If they have access to your data, if it exists, if there's a door or a window, or they have the key, so to speak. If there's a key that they have, they can go in and access it. There's always a risk. So we don't we don't have the key. Only you have the key, and whoever you give the key to. So that it, it mitigates. So there's the no risk key to be stolen, is what you're saying. Not from us. No back door to get in through. Now we haven't built a back door. I mean, that made it challenging. It made it more expensive to build because we are end-to-end -end encrypted. So it took longer to build. It was more expensive to build. It was very complicated to have it that safe, but also easy to use and easy to share um, on multiple platforms. It was a challenge, but it was a challenge that we were, you know, we were excited to to meet. Mom tested safe. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about caregivers since they're our audience. And um, what are some of the biggest challenges family caregivers face right now that obviously your app can can easily fix? You already touched on some of those. But the top three, you know, without because you have a long list of benefits, obviously. But uh, just the no-brainers, uh, go over those again just in case they weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, with, with what's been happening in COVID, um, you know, it's just enhanced, grown the issues, some of the issues. And, you know, you'll have families, for instance, that maybe one sibling is taking care of a member of the family or a parent, right? And because of COVID, there's, you know, there's risk. You don't want to have visitors all the time. So, you know, and you don't want to have other family members coming in or having, you know, grandma, you know, move to different homes, right? And, you know, different people's uh, uh, family members' homes. So, you know, there's there's a lot more of a burden without being able to, you know, hand off the torch, so to speak, right? That it's all now on one, generally on one one caregiver. Um, I've had friends of mine that, that you, she used to go down to Montreal and she would go down every weekend to give her sister a little bit of respite, like a little bit of time off. So she would look after her mother. But unfortunately due to COVID and due to the risks right now, she is unable to do that. So, um, and, and without, you know, what we've, you know, our, yes, of course, I, I love what we've built and I believe it solves the problems and so many problems for so many people. But, you know, there's that burden that comes with caregiving, that exhaustion that comes, you know, when you are the one that holds all the keys, you're the gatekeeper, you hold all the information, not only are you doing the physical care, right, but there's also the organizational part side of it. So at least we can help alleviate that and connect the families so that my friend, the sister can now, uh, you know, go online every day, go on her phone and actually see, get updates on how her mom's doing. And I was able to do that with my father in the hospital. I was able to do that and have my daughter who was at home while I was in the hospital and my brother were able to see, I would take pictures of my dad when he was actually eating a little bit. So to be able to share that, share that information um, is, is extremely empowering. Um, this works so equally as well if your loved one is in a facility and you can't absolutely. get to them. So well, that's our, how does that yeah. work on their end? So right now, this is a consumer a consumer product. But our goal right now is we do have partnerships um, with a home care agency, and we're looking to build out our partnerships with some of the longer care assisted living facilities where the caregivers themselves that are there um, will be able to put the updates, the daily updates. You know, and a lot of these, um, unfortunately, a lot of sense. the. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, assisted living homes, you know, they're not in the business of a encrypting information because they're in the business of caring. So, you know, there's risk for all that information, number one, and they're not really in the in, in the business of uh, relaying that information to families, feeding that information daily because they're they're focusing on the care. But unfortunately, there's you know we've seen in, in Canada actually 80% of the COVID deaths. 80% happened in the long-term care facilities. Um, and unfortunately, there's been a, and I don't know what it's like in the States, but I know that it's brought about some um, awareness of unfortunate, there's been some neglect. And families were just shocked. They had no idea, like they had no idea. They had no idea because they're not getting that information, you know, to them daily or every couple of days, pictures of their so Are they willing to do this? Um... Well, we haven't talked with the home care providers. Absolutely. It does. I mean, there's they need to show some sort of um, accountability. They need to put measures in that will make them more accountable to the families. And right now, you know, the, the families are kind of left out of the loop quite often. So we have uh, home care providers and some larger agencies that are very excited to be able to provide this as a, as a part of their it's a value add. Right. So, you know, that now, yeah, we're, we're caring for your loved ones, but we're also going to provide you with a subscription where you can put all that really important information and we're going to communicate the care 
care schedules as well. So you know who's looking after your mom when. My mom is constantly saying, she's concerned, she's worried. Who's coming tonight? Who's coming tomorrow? Who's providing this service? Yeah. And she's constantly concerned. So, And the agencies are, are coming on board as well? We're slow. We really just launched. So we're finished our beta right now. So we're, this is our, 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 our midterm plan is that we will be, we have, we do have interest. We haven't implemented yeah. it yet. So we're looking, we still have to build out our, our Android and our web apps. So what we're but doing is But it's a good sell to them. I mean, they can relieve some liability, you know, and, and uh, protect themselves that way because there's huge liability in these facilities. And this seems like it would be uh, something that they would benefit and embrace if they're educated properly, so that's that's good. Yes, yeah. they would have to learn what they were doing, of course. But the the heads of the agencies might be very enthusiastic. What about the people who work, you know, at at residences or or at home, you know, in someone's home? <clears throat> They've got, you know, they've got to be the ones to do it. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, over in North America, there's, uh, and almost everything's in the States. Canada's a very small country. So um, in, in the United States, North America, there's 42,000 uh, home care providers, home care agencies. 42,000. Majority, there's a lot of, you know, larger ones, mid-sized ones, but there's a ton of just small ones. Well, they're just actually maybe taking care of one or two families, right? So, yeah. you know, in this instance, you know, I, this is why this will always be a consumer app. This will always be an app that's available on the app store, right? So that families themselves can say, you know, this is what we're using to communicate. So whoever's coming in, all they need to do is add on that caregiver, give them access, and ask that the caregiver goes on their phone and puts an update daily, right? Right. It's very simple. We made the user interface so simple that as long as you can use Facebook, not necessarily Facebook Live, but as long as you can use Facebook, you can use Vault. Yeah. <laughs> now, my daughter is always telling me, Dad, you know, I'm 66 years old, and according to them, you know, I'm senile and got one foot in the grave, which I don't. <laughs> they want to know that if I die, where's all the stuff? Where's all the information? Where's all the bank account numbers? Where's all the safe combinations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And I've got them all someplace in my safe, and I gave her the combination. But this sounds like it might be a better thing because a lot of that might might be out of date, and it's you know such a pain. Oh gosh, you know. And uh, I th think I even have a video in there that I made. Hey, you know, if you're w watching this, you know, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like 25 years ago. I'm sure things have changed in my yeah, life, and in their lives, they were maybe younger, and now they're married with kids, <laughs> etc. I love that you've done that. You know, I have to admit, um, most people that I talk to aren't even that organized. Um, and uh, oh, safety deposit boxes. Yeah, but it's out of date. But it's true, you know, but then it's out of date. And then there's so many other things like um, like passwords to computers and accounts and maybe your Facebook password, right? Um, there's so many other things. And it's funny, with my parents, I realized that when I was looking at, when I took over looking after their finances and I had to, um, I was speaking with the bank and I had my power of attorney form um, and they said, okay, um, let's talk about how much money they have and how long can we live on this money? Because it's the, the assisted living, because my father has dementia and my mother's a paraplegic. So it's very expensive to oh have my. them together. <laughs> it's stressful, so, I would uh, add. Yeah, it's stressful. You know, it's stressful on everybody, right? I think it's just a constant state for everybody. So, um, what if I don't I want to share this information with them today, but in the future, you know, um, yeah. does it have that versatility? So, I mean, anything's. Anything's possible. She wants to share it with them. So you never know when something's going to happen. How do you know? Yeah, right? but it, know? it's it's the proverbial "do not open until I'm dead" you know thing, because I don't want them to have information to a lot of stuff until I'm gone. You know what I mean? Well, then is there a section where you can put stuff? That's... Yeah, is there? What's the solution? There's a legacy section, absolutely. Um, oh, okay. I, I think this is great. This is like problem solving here. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Oh, part. good. We're brainstorming. Yeah. This is how you come up with great ideas, right? So exactly. I actually yeah. think that if your lawyer, right, has access or has a password, a special password, 
then as long yeah. as you have the, the key, lawyer, right? Key, as long key. as you give the lawyer the key, exactly. And that is actually tech talk. They do actually use public and private keys. And those are the, I had to learn all that. But as, if you can allow that, then the lawyer at that point can then invite uh, the family to have access when the time is right. Because how are you going to yeah. know? You could be driving one day and all of a sudden, you know, right? Something bad, yeah. God forbid, could happen. And then you have it and it's too late. So I think you would you would want to make sure that you have somebody that has the key. And a lawyer would be a good person, or yeah. a trusted friend, that trusted friend, or lawyer. your spouse, because maybe one spouse will be alive and the other one, you know, may go, or vice versa. How many spouses do you have, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of them. <laughs> no, I only have one. <laughs> it is very collaborative. If you want it to be collaborative, it can be very collaborative, and with access and permission levels for, for different people, and again, the ease of use. So, um, yeah, well, I'm going to download it uh, just like Adrian just did and check it out. Yeah. Uh, and I encourage everyone who's listening to also download it. Um, spell it for them again, just if they're impatient, they want to sure. do it right now. So in the App Store, you can actually go to our website as well. There's a link to download it from the website. So our website is uh, www.vault.com. So that's vault with two T's.com. Yeah, right U-L-T-T. Yeah, U-L-T-T. So it's super secure um, and right now we have a 50% off um, uh, launch special so a regular monthly subscription is the same price as a safety deposit box so it's $12 a month but right now um, we are you could lock in your price so if you sign up as an early adopter it's $5.99 a month and that is your price and that's what your price sticks at yeah so how has life as a caregiver changed during COVID-19 for you and uh, you know for everyone else I think that um, you know, I think all of us have felt somewhat, especially when the lockdowns were, I mean, depends on where you live in the world, um, that we've all felt a little bit. You're in Canada? I'm in Canada. I see the fire burning. Is it very cold up there? you got to set your source of heat? I had to ask Siri. So it's 16 degrees Celsius, which is about 60 oh Fahrenheit. It's not even that cold in New York, is it, Adrian? No, it's uh, 75 degrees right now. Yeah. Wow, Canada, you must be really up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, okay, continue. Sorry, I interrupted. I'm against wearing socks, so I'll put the fire on. Um, <laughs> so I find that uh, during lockdown, I mean, it was, first of all, it's uh, isolating, um, you know, and, and when my parents were, again, I, they, they are now living in assisted living because me going back and forth, you know, four days a week wasn't working anymore. So at the point that they are now with their disabilities, they needed to have assisted living. Um, uh, and I find that because they were locked down for their own safety, I, I didn't see my father and my mother for five months. How close are they? Uh, two and a half hours away. No. Two and a half hours away, you know, phone call every day. But, you know, my dad's not a big talker. He's a shy guy, man of few words, you know, and with the dementia. I and was everything's great. <laughs> Everything's great. I saw, so I got to see him for the first time um, a month ago. So they finally, it was outside with masks, appointment only, socially distanced, one hour, all of that, right? And How I was it? Dad, Dad, it was great. It was lovely. I'm like, Dad, I brought them, I mean, like I told you, I'm, I'm big into barbecuing and smoking. And so I brought them some smoked salmon because my dad's a maritimer. Mm. He loved that. <laughs> Five months, he might not have remembered who you are. No. I don't, I, mean, I can tell sometimes when it comes and goes. I'm like, Dad, how's your back? Great. You know, everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. And my mom's, everything's great. And it's, everything's not great. But hey, that's great. You know, the, um, <laughs> well, at least they think everything's great. That's uh, a lot of stress that they're not having. <laughs> my dad forgets, and my mom's in denial. So between the two of them, everything's <laughs> great. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So I, that was it. Was hard, you, you know. You sound like true Canadians. <laughs> yeah, everything's great. <laughs> but um, they're nice people, right? They're nice people. They don't want to. They don't want to be a hassle. They don't want to ask too much of anybody. But um, you know what had happened? With because of the isolation, my parents were also locked inside their room. So, you know, they didn't get to go to their dining room. They didn't get to do any wow. activities. It was mm. really hard. So that, I mean, it's hard on us, right? It would be hard on us. Imagine being stuck in your, you know, one room for my mother with her husband. How old are they? How old are they? My dad is 89 and my mom is 83. 
Mm. And um, so being stuck in that with, again, my dad has dementia, so it's not easy on my mom. And my mom is paralyzed and in, you know, constant daily pain, neuropathic pain. So that's not easy on my dad. And so they're yeah. almost codependent, but they do have caregivers, right? But what happened so they're in was, assisted living. Um, so they've got yeah. uh, doctors in the facility. They get their meals prepared. They have oh. checkups there, et cetera. Yeah, all that. All uh, that foot stuff. care. Haircuts uh, is there want. a memory wing of the place for them that they're in? There is a memory. There is a ward, I guess they call it, or the um, floor. Um, is he in that memory. floor or not yet? Not yet. Very soon. They did bring it up recently, okay. but I, you know, I didn't. Yeah. I said, listen, this, this, this isolation has been really hard on him and everybody. Yeah. Right? It was it, smart it, of you to pick a facility that has that because, you know, very stressful yes. moving them out of a place. So whenever I always tell people, whenever you're going to put someone in, you know, pick. Pick a place that you know that they may grow into so that you don't have to keep changing because it's yeah. so hard to move them, isn't it? Yeah, it was. And, you know, and something I always tell people, try if you can if you can do it, don't wait until it's like a fire sale. You know, right. don't, I mean, don't wait until it's too late. And it was way too late. It was a panic. It was. It was It was definitely, you know, and it was one of those things that they don't want to have that conversation. And I, kept on, I tried for years to have the conversation. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but what I did find is that um, – you know, being isolated made my my parents even more vulnerable in areas that I didn't think about. And one of them was that uh, my mom was the victim of a of a cyber kind of scam. So mm. uh, my mom's a paraplegic, but she's bright. She loves to go on the computer. She looks at recipes. You know, she she sends emails. She sends those joke emails to me. You know, 25 times a day. <laughs> Watch this video. This is funny. You know, she's paralyzed <laughs> from the waist down. From the waist down, and she has been. How did that uh, happen? Uh, so she is. Um, it was when I was 12 years old, and she had. Mm. Um, it's, it's an arterial venal malformation. Um, but oh, what wow. happened was it was kind of malpractice. Um, ish. She went into the hospital with back pain um, and neck pain, and she'd had and it had been getting progressively worse. I remember my mom always wearing this. Um, the neck brace that she would wear. She'd be coming to my, my, my ringette games and she'd be wearing this because her neck, her neck hurt, especially in the car, it would help. And so she went to the hospital um, uh, just for some tests. They uh, injected dye into her spine and she was immediately paralyzed. Oh my God. So, yeah. So she's and been that, living with that for a long time. Woo. Yeah. yeah. God yeah. bless you, her. And, you know, and you know, for those, for people, you know, everybody's, we've all got yeah. you know, their stories and their, personal experiences and they're all different and there are some overlaps. Um, but what I noticed for my family and um, when, when that happened, it was, it was devastating. Um, and we just had to figure out how, how are we going to make this our new normal? Like, how are we going to adapt to this? And, you know, my dad was now a caregiver to his wife all of a sudden, and there were no tools, there were no vaults, there was no, no forums, there were no, you know, caregiver spaces, you know, there were, none of this existed. You know, and and I and and it's you know I've been watching my my parents care give my dad care give to my mom, and then my father had cancer. My mother, who's a paraplegic, trying to like care for my father, and kind of back and forth, you know. And then I came in and trying to care for them. My brother has mental health issues, so we're trying to out care give or care give for him as a group. And then I'm care giving for my daughter through her issues, but. Um, where I'm going in circles, but I want to come back to this very important part here, which was how vulnerable people are, um, especially with with the isolation. Um, so what happened when my and people need to know this happens. I've talked to so many people this has happened to, um, and I want your listeners just to you know be aware of this. And I hope and pray that it hasn't happened to them. My mom was on the computer, and a little pop up came up, and she must have been on a website, and it said, "You your computer has a virus, right? So call." Uh, tech no, support at 1-800. And so my mom, of course, she's like, oh, you know, I'm okay. this is Barbara. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, you want access to my computer? I'll do whatever you say. So all of a sudden now they had access to her computer. You want my credit card? Okay. And so when I talked, I talked to my mom every day. And so I was speaking and thank God I do. Right. And I, when I spoke to her that night, she's like, oh, I spent a lot of money today. And I'm like, oh, boy. What? How much did you spend, Mom? Because she likes to go on Amazon and she likes to buy books and yeah. things. And I and I'm like, how much did you spend, Mom? And she's like, a thousand dollars. And I'm like, 
on what? <laughs> like, on, we, we can't afford that, right? But this this is not in the budgets, mom. And she said, oh, I had a virus on my computer, but it's fixed now. It's fine. And I and I was like, oh, my God. So I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, mom, you've got, and I, at that time, um, I actually realized I hadn't connected her visa. I wasn't, they, I didn't have like a power of attorney over the visa. Like they didn't know who I was. I'd never had to call. And so I had to go through the process of going into a bank, same bank, you know, during hardcore COVID, right, where nobody wanted to go out, wear the masks. And, and I had to, you know, bring the power of attorney forms. Thankfully, I had vault. Thankfully, I was able to email them the power of attorney forms quickly. Um, um, but, you know, that's, that's, and, and make all the changes and now have to go back to every single one of her accounts and make sure everything, all the passwords are changed and flag her bank so they can watch her investments so because if that had gotten drained then what where do my parents go with the needs they have so people need to be very very careful out there and be very aware and I feel like it was because of this isolation because of COVID it is it, it makes everybody a little bit more vulnerable you know a little bit more needy and a little bit more vulnerable so what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to now um, have the phone number I think forwarded to my phone number so any call they get because I can't I can't be That's there smart. I couldn't even go into the computer I couldn't you know be there to answer and go hey if you call my mom one more time you know like you know kind of season and desist. I can't do that because I can't be there. That is the problem. That's one of the, the, the challenges. So we've got to come up with innovative solutions on how to help our loved ones, right, when we can't physically be there all the time. With the isolation, people are spending a lot more time online. They're also yeah. buying a lot more on Amazon. And, and fraud is at a high, too. And yes. fraud is really oh. at an all-time high because people are very, very vulnerable. And, and some of these some of these scams really are quite sophisticated and look very legitimate. I know I almost fall for they, some too. Uh, they come with the, the official logo and uh, like I've been getting these these things saying your Apple account uh, is about to authorize you know thousand dollars on such and such. Uh, if this is okay, don't do anything. If it's not okay, right. click here. And so I'll always hover over the link and right. it'll show me where it's going. And if it's not going to that official website, forget it. Uh, right. Know? But and also go back check where the email is coming from. Check the actual email address of where it's coming from as well. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, ask is that, is this app um, strictly for caregivers? It sounds like it's got many, many non-caregiver applications, which is attractive to investors because, you know, always on Shark Tank, they say, well, your audience is so narrow, you know, it'd be nice. Yeah, I'm sorry, 46 people. million people is not narrow. <laughs> <laughs> 65 yeah, but, million you know, investors like, like it even bigger. They'd like, right. you know, the whole population to be prospective clients. And I just mentioned, you know, the people who, uh, you know, in uh, estate planning, that's a big audience right there. What other um, avenues are uh, this available for that would in even increase your audience besides caregivers and and um, people who are talking about retirement? You know, it's funny. Um, in the beginning, everybody I talked to, everybody's like, yeah, I could use this. You know, for instance, I even had one day um, I, I was uh, – I was filling out information to get my dogs. Uh, it was for his little like license for the city. And they wanted to know his microchip number. And I'm like, I don't know my dog's microchip number. So I called the vet and I'm like, hi, do you have Poppy's microchip number? And they're like, no, we don't have that. And I'm like, you've got to bring your dog in, have your dog scanned. And then I'm like, okay, well then, you know, where do I put that, right? So we, when we initially built Vault, it was for families. It was for everybody because you can actually, I have a friend of mine, um, they have an, they have actually uh, a number of uh, homes. They, they, like they, uh, they have tenants in different cities, right? Real estate property. And they talk about the stress of having to keep that organized and who does the drywall on the house in Toronto and what is the paint color, you know, on the house that they rent in Montreal and, and the tenants and the lease and having a place. So, you know, we ha it is totally custom. Uh, it can be customized to the user. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, it, and in, yeah. every bit of information that that we don't know where that's in this filing cabinet right next to me that is huge, and I still can't find things because they're misfiled or, you know, I said, what did I file that under and so on? But yeah, so we, this, I, I'm getting excited. 
And, yeah. you know, we, and you can, you know, and this is why it is for caregivers. And yes, you know, we're talking about care information, but then you can actually go in now and organize everything else for your life. So you can have a vault uh, for my, like I have a vault, for instance, for my, my granny and granddad, it's called. That's all my parents' information. And then I have one for the Bond family. So I have myself, my daughter's information, including report cards, you know, all her prescriptions and vaccinations. I have one for my dog, Poppy. I have one for my car. Right. Because sometimes often you get those, you know, you go get your service and then here's your piece of paper. So all I do now yeah. is I have we built in wicked fact uh, uh, scanning functionality and you just go bleep, and it scans it and then you can drop it right underneath your, your auto. Like, like chips. And every time we go to a doctor, they always ask you, well, what is what medications is your wife on? And uh, I can almost remember the names now because but now. Oh, and what was the dosage? And I said, I got to remember the dosage, dosage too. I know when they come up with dosage. Oh God! <laughs> you know, you know. Um, we're. I mean, again, we're we're a tech startup, you know, and so we're constantly tweaks, and we have a new build coming out um, early next week with a whole bunch of updates, which are going to be exciting. Um, and one of the things that I recognized for the prescriptions, one of the the next updates that we're going to be doing in the very near future is that we're going to have um, a database drug database integration, so that you can start typing in the name because normally they're they're quite long, right? Yeah, you start typing in it, and then you can choose from the list. You can choose the dosage, yeah. and then you're able to mark whether it's yeah, a current medicine, current medicine, or past medicine. Again, this functionality isn't built in yet, but we're we're working on it right now. So they are they are developing it right now, our developers. So, and then you'll be able to say that it's whether it's current or 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 a past medication. And the reason for me why I thought this is so important um, is that, again, my mother is a paraplegic and, and um, she has a catheter. So that is a full time catheter and she gets uh, urinary tract infections like all the time. And she ended up, I remember um, once they, they said, OK, she's got a urinary tract infection and they've given her an antibiotic and it, it's not working. So their, their policy is that they have to send her to emerge. And I'm like, oh, God. Please don't send her to emerge. You know, please don't. She's a paraplegic. They they can't handle that. Like it's it's not an easy thing. They're not set up necessarily to handle full on. You know, little old ladies that are in wheelchairs maybe, <laughs> but a full on paraplegic is a whole other story. And then if my my mom, as soon as my mom goes, my dad is my dad. What's going on? Who am I? Well, he's all alone. And I'm like, please. So I try to avoid emerge as much as possible. And I'm like, and I, I my 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 intuition, my gut feeling says, wait a second. Wasn't mom just on an antibiotic? And then wasn't she on one just recently? And my mind went through, and you know, you get this right. intuition. Those, those periodic, sporadic medications that you only take when there's an issue, like a toothache, right. antibiotics, and so on. Painkillers. Which ones didn't work? <clears throat> so I was able to, I remember calling. What you're allergic so to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I write it down and make a note. Please don't give me that again, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember calling the residents and they said, okay, well, we're going to send her to emerge. I'm like, don't, 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 wait a second. My gut feeling was that she had antibiotic resistance because she had been on certain antibiotics, the same antibiotic, a separate antibiotic over and over and over again. And I'm like, just give her a different antibiotic, give her a different. And at that point, the pharmacy was closed and I kept on calling. I think I spent an hour on the phone with them emailing. And then and they finally said, you know, the time has come. We've got to send your mom. So at the end, what, what happened? She goes there they look look at our history they're like yeah let's give her a new antibiotic <laughs> send her back home in a couple of days later right but that you know the amount of money you know the amount of time the amount of stress on everybody the pressure on the healthcare system mm -hmm. the amount of time that i wasted calling and the people working at the at, at the residence had i had that there you know as her caregiver i would have been able to say hey look at this i know it's not coming to you but look at the amount yeah. of uh, uh, times, you know that's great that's great um, so, Adrian, you downloaded the app. Yeah. What did the app cost? Is it a is it a free app? Is it ninety nine cents? Is it ten dollars? What? How much is it? It's what? on sale now for five ninety nine for early adapters. Wow. And there's a fourteen day free trial. So no no commitments. You know you can you can cancel at any time. Is that but a yearly five ninety nine or monthly or one time or what is that? There's a, it's a monthly $5.99, and then there's a, a price for, for the year, but you're actually only paying for 10 months if you pay it by the year. So it's like most apps that you'll actually save 20% by paying by the year. Um, and then the price will eventually start going up as we um, as we kind of go beyond our launch mode, but your price yeah. will be stuck with the prices that, that you know, you're locked in. Dave Nassani. 
the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. And we're back with Audrey Bond. I have a question for you. Yes. In the commercial, it was lovely. What is that thing that you refer to when you say social life? In the, in the commercial, it's just people, people that are neglecting their sleep and the diet, and the, the caregivers that are neglecting their sleep, their diet, and their social life. And I'm like, what that is means that? Uh, they, they, they're isolating themselves. You know, maybe they had a friend that they would go out, uh, you know, to the gym with, or to a movie, or to lunch, or to Starbucks, or to get a massage, or get your nails done, and they did it with a part. Now they're isolated, and uh, maybe their friend doesn't come around because all they do is complain to the friends about the terrible day they had. Save that, I say, for the support group. Don't damage your personal relationships, or people will stop coming by, stop calling, because, you know, nobody wants to be around Debbie Downer, unfortunately. That's what I meant. Absolutely. Isolation. <laughs> right, Adrian? Right. <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> Isolation. Isolation. <laughs> I've forgotten what a social life was like. That's all. <laughs> a social life. Well, shame on you. You know, you need to put your needs first, um, Audrey, and you need to, uh, which obviously, see, you have a little more freedom since your parents are in a facility. I was in their home. I was back and forth. You were in their so, home. Yeah, how was that <laughs> compared to now? Was it was I, you know I I take my hat off, my hat off my sunglasses off to those that are on the front lines. Um, it it was so stressful, right? Um, and uh, at one but point, but your freedom, you had less freedom, right? Yeah. There were Absolutely. issues, well, I, I can't go to the store because who's going to be with them? What if the house burns down? You know, you're always imagining yeah. these scenarios why you can't do what you have to do. It's hard to get people to come in. Hey, can you just come for an hour so I can go shopping? Or can you come for 30 minutes? I just got to get away. I got to go to Starbucks. You know, that's hard. But when, they're, when they are in a facility, which like you had admitted to, you probably waited too late to do it. I know I did with my mother to get her. Independent living, and then to get her from there into assisted living, and then to get her from there into you know she went the whole gamut into the nursing home, and then into the hospice. Uh, each time was very very stressful, and sure. if I'd have if I had to do it all over again, I would have picked a facility that had the advancements all under one roof. But yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's hard. Even to find those. They, they are, yeah, you know, and, and they, they are more expensive. You're very fortunate to have, uh, I don't know if they had long-term care. That really, really helps. But if they had a big, uh, you know, income, you can transfer the income uh, into your account where you're responsible now for all their bills, and maybe now they will qualify for Medicaid. And I know She's Medicaid has a lot of different programs. Pardon? She's in Canada. Well, Canada, I'm sure, has some kind of socialize something yeah <laughs> everyone brags about it yeah but there's still people from canada who will come over here to america to have their surgery done so there must oh, be a yeah. difference in quality it's so anytime I'm not you offer something free the quality goes down i think not necessarily i disagree with that to be because you i've done both okay. i'm going to disagree with you i'm going to disagree with you so i i uh i've actually done both i am one of those people and people thought i was crazy um i i had doctors i had great care here i've had multiple surgeries in my life and wonderful care and i walked away and didn't pay a penny 
Um, but I, um, because I was a professional photographer for 25 years, I had uh, got carpal tunnel and I, I needed to have surgery. I couldn't use my hand anymore. But unfortunately, uh, for elective surgeries, because it was elective, um, it wasn't urgent, um, I, couldn't sh- I, I couldn't say when I wanted to have the surgery. Because I, I would have said well, the, the, weeks, the week of February 10th, that's Is the that week. Is that normally or during the COVID thing? Uh, normally. depends on the surgery. Elective okay. surgery. So there are some restrictions, have- yeah. There are some restrictions. So I did go to the States and I did pay a ton of money. But the only reason I did that was because I needed to be able to have a recovery period when I didn't have work. I only had a sure. small window. So and I and, and that was it. Yeah, but, I, um, I scheduled this surgery. You see my ankle <laughs> surgery. here, And yes, it is yellow. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to fit it into my schedule. It's in between um, CNN in Atlanta and Acapulco in Mexico. And I had a very, very, and then, then they want to do the other one. So now i got to fit that in. I'm supposed to be in uh, New York in December, Adrian. I, make sure the city's all cleaned up by December, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, between <laughs> December uh, and London, which is in March. So, because it's a one-month recovery, and, and no, yeah. I think you said it's more than that. No, it's more than one month. I, they told me one month, and then I found out I, it's actually I, like 12 weeks. So I'm I'm expecting I'm that into your schedule very carefully. So I am waiting for foot surgery as well. I uh, I I've been my mentioned that to get I was, old, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, it's because I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn, and I would I made me too. I they they wanted to do this two years ago. Well, I was I was I was standing on a twelve foot ladder with a chainsaw, trimming <gasps> my trees. Believe it or not, I've done that too. That's that's. So I'm, yeah. you know, anyways, long story short. So I you're a daredevil. You should be a stunt a stunt person. Well, my investors aren't happy with that. They don't, I'm not allowed to do any <laughs> of that. So uh, I'm well, waiting, what, I'm waiting, I am waiting for surgery, but COVID what is do we need to, We have a few couple of minutes left. What do we need to talk about that, that we haven't talked about? First of all, how to get a hold of me. Um, I'm going to give you my personal email address. Um, <gasps> it's, oh, my gosh. Get your pens ready, everybody. <laughs> It's uh, it's my, so you can contact me directly because I would love to hear from people um, whether they you know if they download the app and they yeah they have with ideas for ideas, uh, updates feedback you know please reach all out right. I would love to hear from you I'm um, ready you know, it's all about connections right and and right. it's important so um, my email address is Audrey A U D R E Y at vaults v a u l t t dot com so um, send me an email um. And I'd love to talk to people. And, 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 you know, one thing I didn't mention and through all of this, outside of the fact that, yes, I believe that we've built this amazing tool that's going to help alleviate a lot of the information burden and the stress and the disorganization that comes along with caregiving. And there are so many issues, you know, with caregiving. There's physical, you know, uh, you know, disorganized physical stress, right, because you're exhausted or sleep you know, or there's mental health issues, right, that, that come along with the caregiving, the stresses of caregiving. And mm-hmm. I mean, I can we're going to help with the disorganization. But I, I, I had to say, like, I feel like that we're, you know, hopefully going to have this, this wonderful community and how can we also what else can we do you know we, we built this this is awesome that's great but I feel like we can do more um, and so I know that I was talking to my my team and I'm like you know I realized how important that I felt when I when my father was in the hospital and he was dying he didn't die he's 90 almost 90 and he's like the strongest generation and his vitals are probably stronger than mine now but at that point he was dying and I had to sign a DNR for him and I hadn't slept in a number of days and because he had a uh, uh, kidney failure um, it, it his dementia was just through the roof like it was you know and he he couldn't even talk he couldn't eat he couldn't drink uh, he didn't know who I was and he was you know yelling at me didn't know who I was and it was it was probably the most heartbreaking it was like that's this is the day this was the day it was the worst moment of my life you know and I I felt so alone and I was in the merge and there was caregivers sitting with their loved ones and they were all looking at me and at one point I stood up and I just backed away from my dad because he was screaming at me and he was you know who are you get away from me I don't want you near me and I remember backing up and I you know I had kind of quiet tears running down my face and I looked at the bed beside, and there was a man sitting, uh, a man sitting there, and he was in his gown. And he was my, basically my dad had kept the entire ward an emergency. People were supposed to be sleeping. It was three in the morning. People should have been sleeping. The lights were dim, and my dad was just going for it, right, screaming. And I'm just like everybody was awake. So I backed up, and Bob, there was a man named Bob that was sitting beside me, 
And he looked at me and he put out his hand. And I kind of hustled right over, took his hand, sat down on his bed, and I kind of quietly weeped. And he said to me, he said, it's, it's, that's not your dad. It's the disease, you know? He goes, kid, you've been here for three nights. You haven't slept. You haven't eaten. He goes, go to your car. It was like minus 35 here in Canada. It was freezing. Go to your car, sleep for a couple of hours. Your dad's not going to know. It won't make a difference. And so I'm like, okay. So I went to the car. The first thing I did was I went on my phone and I'm like, I, I can, and I just went onto Facebook and I'm like, caring for parents with dementia, stress. I looked, I looked for a group. I looked for somebody that I could connect with. And I found a group. And thankfully, somebody, there was a moderator on that let me in right away. So like, yeah, I'm in. It was three in the morning. And all I could do was just dump. I just dumped my experience, the pain <laughs> that I felt in this moment that I was going through. And then very quickly, bing, 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 and all these wonderful strangers, which were actually mostly in the States, they all of a sudden, you know, sending you love and light, praying for you. I get it. Here's my experience. And that moment that, that I realized that, yeah, okay, we're building a tool. Great. It's going to help people. Great. But there's something greater than, I mean, the technology is great, but I realized that having that connection and, and either having somebody else make themselves vulnerable or you making yourself vulnerable and sharing your experience with others, that is worth more than anything else in the world, right? When you mm. realize you're not the only one, when people can give you that, even the support, it's the kindness of strangers, you know, and the support of people that know what it's like because they've been there. Um, and so what we're doing, and I realize now that, you know, Adrian and, and you both have similar things as well in, in, in your platforms, is that we've actually building in, if you look on our website right now, there's a, a tab that we have called Caregiver Stories, and we're building out um, basically mm. caregiver stories, a photograph, like kind of like Humans of New York, photographed and then a, and a, you know, a blurb, a curated blurb of their experience. Um, you know, whether it's a triumph, whether it's an awful experience, whether it's, you know, the first time you had to put diapers on your loved one, you know, mm. whether it's as heart-wrenching as that or whether it's, you know, something that, you know, just a really human experience. I think that there's so much value in that. So, again, I'm always open to anybody that ever wants to share that with, with others, you know, and, and I think that's uh, there's so much value in that. So I thank you for, for you both for doing what you're doing because, you you know, you're both doing this, and I, I think it's incredible. Well, you're doing there's, it too. <laughs> Just in a different way. So yeah. you're going to have a, a caregiver version of this and maybe a different version uh, and so on and so on. You might have five or six or a dozen different versions of this app to different target audiences. Am I correct? Yeah. Well, right now, you, you know. We haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, we are. We're kind of we're working towards it. You know, you know, when you have a startup, you know where you are and you also know where you're going. Investors want to know where you're going as well. You're asking about the caregiver community, you know, and, and we're, we're going bigger. The caregiver community, like in the United States alone, there's over 65 million caregivers, um, you know, um, it's a 29% of the American population, you know, providing care for chronically ill and disabled uh, family members. And and, um, and and there's actually 7 to 10 million Americans right now that are doing what I was doing, which is caregiving from afar. You know, 87% of those people said that they want to be more organized. So right now we really do believe yeah. that the caregivers and families is where we're going. But we are, we are also building um, uh, a version of this that will have uh, integration of um, employee scheduling. So when we do start working with the long-term care facilities and the home care agencies that the schedules will actually become integrated directly into yeah. the app. So you can go on your phone and you'll automatically know who's doing what. If I want to share information with somebody, they need either the app or to download something to see it, right? Yeah. So right now we've just launched with the Apple, which is the iOS version, and we're building, and again, we're making, trying to get this product as perfect as it can be. So we have got updates coming. And then once we're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is pretty great, then we're going to duplicate this uh, onto Android and the web. Um, and we're already right. half built, so we're just waiting for these these the refinements that we're doing on on Apple's. There's no point in going back and then changing all the platforms all at once. So we're building sure. the best possible product once, um, and then so that and and so if I had a subscription, right, which is my 5.99 because I subscribe now, and I invite my ex-husband to access my daughter's information, he doesn't have to pay. He he can oh. just get he actually can get it. Yeah, it's only. The, the central vault user pays. I see. So if my brother is only coming in to access uh, my, my parents' information, he doesn't have to pay. Or my ex-husband, he doesn't have to pay. But he, he may actually realize it. He can see it on the internet. He can see it on the internet. He doesn't need to. Uh... No. He'll be able cool. to go on the web or his, his phone, which he uses an Android. Yeah. Very good. Well, I can't believe how fast time has gone. Uh, yep. Give your email one more time. 
Yeah, um, I'll give you a couple, little bit of information again. The okay. website you want to go to find out more information on Vault with two T's is www.vaultwithtwots.com, and and email me Audrey A U D R E Y at vault.com. All right. Well, and I'd love to hear awesome show. Very very informative. Adrian, she's at uh, Adrian at thecaregiverspace.org and caregiverspace.org and Facebook group, same uh, same domain. And I'm at uh, caregiverdave.com and Facebook group, Caregiver Dave. So thank you again, everybody, for showing up. And we'll see you again next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Keep Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.